What is up, guys and gals, and welcome back to the Threesome Podcast. Now, today, uh, it's just going to be me, your host, Kenneth Andrews, today. Uh, Dylan is a little bit busy, and um, it's, yeah, you just got me, so hopefully I make this exciting and enjoyable as I did the first one, hopefully better. Uh, Today in the news, we have Rocky Johnson. If you don't know who that is, that is the father of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, former WWE Hall of Famer. Um, he has tragically passed away today. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, commented on uh, his father's passing and said uh, that it, it is a hard thing to see your parent go, but it's also very, very pleasing to know that his father is up in heaven, safe and sound. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's father, Rocky Johnson, died at the age of 75. Um, Tragic if you're a fan of The Rock, but hopefully we'll have all of our thoughts and prayers with him as he mourns the loss of his father. In other news, U.S. military resumes joint operations with Iraq. Now, here's what the article says. The United States military resumed joint operations with Iraq on Wednesday, which would be today. Um... The 15th, military officials said ending a 10-day pause that began after an American airstrike killed a top Iranian military commander in Baghdad. If you haven't been watching the news, it was uh, Soleimani uh, was the uh, top-ranking Iranian general that was killed by the U.S. airstrike. Um, The decision to restart the military operation came less than two weeks after Iraq's parliament voted to expel all American forces from the country. And now, the government accused the United States of violating Iraq's sovereignty by carrying out airstrikes in Iraq, including one on January the 3rd that killed uh, Soleimani, a leader of Iraq's militia forces, and eight other people. Now, when it comes to this, I can kind of see why Iraq is is not um, wanting it to ha- wanting any relations with the United States military. Iraq is sort of struggling um, economically, and it's also uh, it's also been plagued with war for years and years. And I don't think that it wants to really be at war um, anymore, especially when they're trying to rebuild their country and really trying to set a new example for um, the Iraq people. Um, but uh, Iraq's acting prime minister. Uh, said who has said that this government would ex- comply with parliament's order to expel american forces seemed to soften his opinion on wednesday um, in a speech to his cabinet he suggested that parliament's decision might not be the final word saying if we reach the decision to get the forces out of iraq then this would be the decision of the iraqian government um, i think that's a good call um, i don't believe that it should be one person that should be really in charge of that uh, decision, especially something that is as big as that, with having uh, close relations with the United States, um, I feel like it's a good call to uh, allow multiple people um, uh, have the ability to make that decision. Uh, with it being such a very powerful decision, I I believe that it's a good call. Good call on Iranians, uh, Iraq's prime minister. In other news. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren accused Senator Sanders' intense post-debate exchange of calling her a liar on national TV. Um, 
The article reads, in a tense and dramatic exchange in the moments after the Democratic debate Tuesday night, which would be on the 14th, Elizabeth Warren accused Bernie Sanders of calling her a liar on national television. Sanders responded that it was Warren who called him a liar and said that they should not talk about it right then and there. Um, honestly, in my opinion, I believe that politics nowadays is so um, media-powered um, and what I mean by that is, is that politics is really now more of he said, she said, which I don't believe that it should be. I believe that it should be nothing but 100% facts, um, especially when you are, i.e. being the senator of a state, um, you are basically being a big speaking party of your state and I believe that if if you um if you have a problem with somebody you need to conduct yourself in a very professional manner um if Elizabeth Warren had something uh had something that she didn't like uh that Bernie Sanders said then they then she should have waited until afterwards um but uh, apparently she did not. Uh, the exchange went like this. Uh, Elizabeth Warren said, I think you called me a liar on national TV, to which Sanders responded as, what, question mark? Uh, where she also responded, I think you called me a liar on national TV, as she repeated before. And uh, Bernie Sanders said, you know, let's not do this right now. If you want to have that discussion, we'll have the discussion, which I think is very professional. Um, and uh, uh, Senator Warren said afterwards, she said, any time. <clears throat> and she continued to say, you called me a liar. You told me, all right, let's not do it now. Um, which I, I believe that, uh, you know, in that setting, especially uh, during a debate, I feel like she should have uh, definitely, um, definitely waited. Um, and, you know, during, during those things, even shortly afterwards, you still have to conduct yourself in a very professional manner um, with you being a member of the Senate. Um, but uh, apparently not. Apparently she wanted to handle it her own way. Um, and that's what took place. Um, <clears throat> a lot of interesting things have, uh, have been happening, uh, especially in Hawaii. Um, Hawaii helicopter pilots sent no distress call before a crash that killed seven people. Um, very tragic uh, event. Um, this occurred a couple weeks ago, but it uh, hasn't been brought up until uh, recently. Um, <clears throat> a tour helicopter that crashed in Hawaii, killing all seven people on board of the helicopter, was flying in rain and fog with visibility of only 20 feet, um, which by regulations you should not fly if you cannot see 20 feet. Um, according to the witness cited in a preliminary report from the National Transportation Safety Board, the report does not describe a distress call from the pilot and does not speculate on the cause of the crash, which is very odd to me. I believe that there should definitely be a um, be a cause. Um, there, sh there should definitely be a report on uh, what was the cause of the crash, um, at least to give an idea of what could have happened or what could have transpired. Maybe it was interference um, with the fog and they ran into a cliff, something like that. Um, the witness told NTSB he was on a hiking trail in Cokies State Park when he heard a hovering helicopter following by a high-pitched whine. Um, knowing something was wrong, he attempted to locate the helicopter but was unable to due to the adverse weather conditions and fading daylight. Um, so a lot of big red flags here um, in this. 
uh, one, it was starting to get dark. Two, there was fog. Um, I mean, those are two big red flags there, especially when, when you have people um, that you are touring around and flying. That's definitely something that you should definitely uh, consider before uh, flying. Um, <clears throat> here are some of the passengers. Four members of a Swiss family were killed in the crash. Uh, the Caillou Police Department identified them as Salvi Witterig, 50 years old, Christopher, 49, Alice, 13, and Agathe Winterig, 10. Um, the other passengers were who were killed were Amy Ganon, 47, Jocelyn Ganon, 13, and the pilot was Paul Materio at 69. Um, you know, it very tragic uh, for the losses of those families. Um, our thoughts and prayers will definitely be with the families there. Um, but hopefully, this is this helps people to to uh, you know really weigh the risk of a uh, flying in uh, bad conditions. Um, in other news, uh, some very funny sports news: um, LSU Tigers uh, being the winners of the national championship with a score of forty-one to twenty-five. Um, very very commanding uh, lead throughout the third and fourth quarter, and uh, you know excellent win uh, for the Go Tigers. But um, Joe Burrow uh, says he took money from Odo Beckham Jr. and also at the uh, shortly after the game, the team decided to uh, light up a couple of cigars inside of the um, the locker room, and they were being threatened by the police. Um, to not smoke in the locker room or else they would arrest them. But, <laughs> you know, after after winning a national championship, um, I, I believe that they, they, deserved, they deserved a nice cigar. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I would have I would have been fine with it. I get it. You're, you're, you're soaring mile high. But then uh, you want to just puff up and a little bit of a cigar. Hey, you know, no big news there. No, not that much of a big deal, especially to me. <clears throat> a lot of interesting stuff uh, happening in the world. Um, mm, excuse me. This will be our last news update. One killed, two missing after fishing boat hits tanker in a bay. Uh, Galveston, Texas, a uh, member of fishing boat crew was killed and two others are missing after their 81-foot craft collided with a 600-foot chemical tanker near the entrance to Galveston Bay just off the Texas coast, the U.S. Coast Guard reported. Uh, the fishing boat Pappy's Pride capsized after the colliding with the tanker bow fort, <clears throat> excuse me, fortune near the Galveston jetties Tuesday afternoon, which would be the 14th. Two of the fishing boat's crew members were pulled from the water and turned over to paramedics, but a search continued Wednesday, which would be today, for two other crew members. The Coast Guard said in the statement, the Galveston Beach Patrol says one of the rescue crew members died a short time later. About 500 feet of contamination uh, booms have deployed around the capsized fishing boat, which was carrying 14,000 gallons of diesel fuel and oil sheen was reported um, around the vessel. The Coast Guard reported that uh, teams ashore were performing shoreline impact assessments of the impact. Uh, the causes of the collision remain under investigation. Um, you know, it really, uh, it kind of boggles your mind, you know, when you when you look at it, but at the same time, um, you know, when you see when you see something like this in the news, it's it it really 
um, it really makes you question, you know, um, the safeties of of uh, especially boating nowadays uh, with a with a lot of you know oil tankers moving, especially um, nowadays when fuel is is really the lifeline of a lot of businesses and a lot of people's lives. It's really it's really important to uh, make sure that you're watching out for any type of people who are not paying attention or who are just um, not giving a care, uh, especially when they are piloting. Uh, sorry, steering a boat. <clears throat> Uh, with a couple of the uh, Democratic debates now f uh, fully uh, locked in, um, getting closer to uh, the 2020 election, um, it's going to be very interesting to us to see what exactly who is going to be the nominee. Um, so far, it looks like Joe Biden is uh, going to be the nominee. Um, but you never know. Uh, Bernie Sanders could uh, could come up eventually. And uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe... Um, Maybe, just maybe, uh, Senator Warren could come up there and take the Democratic spot. But it's going to be a very interesting election, especially uh, getting closer to uh, November. Um, I can't wait to uh, see the debates. It's going to be it's going to be very exciting. Um, but we'll have to see and figure out exactly what's going to happen and what what's going to what's going to transpire. Uh, now we're going to move on to some music news. Uh, Whitney Houston, the notorious B.I.G. among 2020's Rock and Hall of Fame inductees. Um, Whitney Houston is the only woman included in the 2020 class of male-dominated institution. Will be joined by Biggie Smalls, Nine Inch Nails, the, Doogie, the Doobie Brothers, T-Rex, and among many other artists. Um, that well done um, for them to for finally allowing Whitney Houston to be inducted um, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, that's that's really amazing, um, especially for her having such a fantastic career in the music industry. Uh, that's 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 really big, and um, that's that's a very proud moment. That's it's a very proud moment. I'm I'm a Whitney Houston fan. I mean, I think everybody knows uh, when she sung the national anthem. That was probably the most beautiful national anthem uh, ever sung. Um, it was tragic when we lost her, but uh, at the same time, uh, though, really, really proud that uh, that they voted her into uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, some sad news: um, January on January 10th uh, of this year, 2020, Rush's drummer and lyrics Niall Pert passed away at the age of 67 years old. Um, he was diagnosed with brain cancer uh, three years ago, and uh, he finally succumbed to um, to uh, his illness. A very tragic loss in the rock and roll world. Um, Neil Peart, in my opinion, is voted as, especially to me, as one of the most amazing, talented uh, drummers to ever touch a kit. And... Um, it's tragic. It's a tragic loss. Um, he will be missed, but hopefully he'll be playing the drums up there in heaven. Um, <clears throat> after 25 years, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas uh, is You is number one, uh, which which is still amazing. You know, For her having that song being released 25 years ago, for her to still remain at a number one um, in the all-time Christmas 
uh, charts just came out a couple of days ago. Um, that's very impressive. Um, very great job from Mariah Carey, especially her slipping into a now when she's about to start doing less and less performances as she's getting older. Um, it's really uh, still amazing how um, how she's still able to uh, stay in, uh, stay up there in the top list. Um, <clears throat> Billie Eilish uh, is in the news and is the weird achiever of the year. Um, emerging as a major pop star in 2019, Billie Eilish is emblematic on her moment. A rebel who is also a popular kid, a loud cultural presence emanating from a cultural, careful, sorry, maintained private place. Um, you know, Billie Eilish, well, when she first stepped onto the music scene, a lot of people viewed her as a joke and didn't think that she was going to make it. And uh, man, as she proved a lot of those people's, a lot of those people wrong. Um, you know. With Billie Eilish being uh, an amazing um, artist, influencing a lot of younger kids to say, "Hey, you know, I'm 17 years old and I'm able to do this. You can too." Which is, I think, it's very inspiring. Um, Billie Eilish is very down to earth, loves The Office, and I, and I, I really, I'm really happy that she, that she's able to uh, convey her music and and convey uh, the passion that she has for songwriting. It's a, it's really incredible and uh, good, good on Billie Eilish. Um, with that we're going to end the podcast here for the day um, thank you guys so much for listening um, we are going to have a new episode tomorrow um, on the 16th yep on the 16th I uh, thank you guys so much I'm going to play you out here thank you guys so much for listening tune in next next time bye bye <laughs>